Hi, you're listening to Head Over Heels, a podcast where we have real, honest, and unfiltered conversations about life and everything else in between. I'm the creator and a host of this podcast, Maggie. Thank you so much for joining us. And in today's episode, we'll get to know the multi-talented chameleon Blink, who's a legend in the dance music industry. Um, he needs no introduction. He is also the co-founder of everyone's favorite matcha cafe, Hijiao, and the award-winning creative agency, 33.3. I'm personally really, really excited for you to get to know him and learn from the jack-of-all-trades and the master of them all. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Head Over Heels and today we are Head Over Heels for this guy because if you've been to some of the biggest music festival places where they play music, clubs as well, well, this guy is there just hyping out the crowd like he always does and it's none other than Blink. Hi! Hi. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I have to give a bit of a context. So Blink, before he came on the show, he did his own makeup, Okay. You guys, he did his own makeup. So for the first time, I know it's not your first time putting on makeup. Can you tell me why do you decide to buy your makeup like one day before the podcast? It's not for the podcast, right? Because I feel so much pressure. Actually, it was. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, yeah. No, because, uh, you know, I, I've been putting on makeup uh, only at the uh, lifestyle events. Yes, yes. Not my club shows, not my yeah. festival shows, mm-hmm. of course, because I sweat too much. Yeah. But it's just that, yeah, I think on video with the harsh light, yeah. it just looks a little bit better lah. And I think the one thing about you, you is that you are so, so dedicated to your craft. So you guys, if you're a fan of Blaine, now you can see the extent of his dedication is down to really prepping his own face for the show, okay? Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, and uh, I think today is really to get to know Bling, who Bling is. Okay. I know you're some, of, some people call you Ho Yin. Nobody? Nobody. Not at all? No. What do your parents call you? Bling. A boy. <laughs> fair okay fine but yeah i think um maybe you can talk to us a little bit i didn't see that coming you can talk to us a little bit about yourself like kind of like go back in time like where you're from what's your origin are you from are you a kl boy what is it like growing up yeah tell me okay um well on the name context uh only people from my school mm-hmm. uh schooling days will call me Hoyen. Mm-hmm. So if anyone calls me from behind, hey Hoyen, I will know it's a school friend. Yeah. No one knows my name. Mm-hmm. Not just 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 because people are familiar with Blink yeah. already. Yeah. And for a boy, it's only my family, but there's a group of people mm-hmm. in the industry mm-hmm. that actually calls me a boy. Like, really? Yeah, like my ex-boss uh-huh. uh, who owns Zook. Yeah. Um, I, I've known him before he hired me um, as an employee or a DJ for Zook. Mm-hmm. And he was already promoted in the scene. Mm-hmm. So the first veteran or OG DJs of dance music, mm-hmm. they all call me a boy because I was like the youngest in the scene back mm-hmm. then. Um, yeah, so there are a few people who calls me a boy outside of my family too. Amazing. I think that's really cute. But yeah, yeah apart from the name, like... what. Are you a KL boy? Yeah. So going back to the roots, I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot of story to tell, but, um, you know, from music side, life side, but yeah. um, I'm, I'm born and bred KL. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up right in the center of KL. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only Sungai Wang, Lot 10, <laughs> yes. KL Plaza. Yes. You know, um, there wasn't Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Um, it was BBGS back then. Mm-hmm. My house is literally five to 10 minutes walk. No way. My family house is still there. No way. Yeah, so I grew up in Imbi. Mm-hmm. So I'm very familiar with Kale. Mm, right, right, right. And your journey into becoming a DJ, like one of the most known prominent DJ in the country, not, not just country, in the region really. Um, how did that come about? Like how long, when did you decide at what point of your life, okay, this is what I want to do? Because you sing as well. I, I started singing four years ago. I mean, I really like singing. And I think how I started singing was, I think I reached the ceiling mm-hmm. like uh, four years ago. Um, that's when Alvin, who's also known as Goldfish, mm-hmm. who I had a group with, mm-hmm. um, uh, GMB, which mm-hmm. we traveled the world together as well and put out a lot of songs. When he left Zook Den, um, then it was just me alone. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult uh, to, to do things that we used to do. Yeah. Right? So... And um, I was alone and I was thinking, what do I do next? Because we did most of the stuff we dreamt of. Yeah. Right? Um, and I love singing. So that's why I took it yeah. up 
and I enjoyed it. But yeah. then COVID happened, lo- yeah. lockdown happened, yeah. and now another direction has come about. Yeah. So yeah. So speaking of lockdown, right? How did that affect you, musically wise? Like you know, like for your job requires you to be um, out there. Um, amongst the crowds like with lockdown that's like the total opposite that's completely taken away from you how did that affect you mentally and of course how did you kind of like overcome that uh you know i i think i speak about it until today even mm-hmm. like the big shows that i did with chain smokers in genting i was very open about things on stage which yeah. was i was very surprised um but i was very surprised with the feedback too a lot of the audience were first time uh viewers of my show and they were like, oh, thank you. It hit me emotionally. I'm like, oh, wow. I thought I talked a bit too much that set. But it, it, for me, everything's impromptu, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, I actually said that, you know, I'll never forget about those times. I think as humans, we adapt very fast. Yeah. So a lot of people have forgotten already we went through that. That's true. You know, um, you know, because things are moving as, as of normal again. Way faster than pre-COVID. Yeah. So, um, I, but I always remind people because... Uh, it taught me a lot mm. but I wouldn't you know I, I'm grateful to say that you know, I could spend a lot of time with my family which mm-hmm. I couldn't have because mm-hmm. I'm always out Yeah. so I could say that and yeah. I, I think I'm blessed to be able to say that yeah. but other than that I think it also helped me to do things that I've never um, gotten to do mm-hmm. example hijau came about and I could focus on it mm-hmm. 33.3 came about and mm-hmm. I can focus on it mm-hmm. powerhouse spin um, mm-hmm. instructor journey came about yeah. and I could start so there was a lot of things yeah I think in fact in retrospect the pandemic was one of the best things that could have happened to people of course putting aside you know the pain the disease but like in terms of just putting everything on pause really made us reflect and kind of make decisions differently if you think about it Uh, I want to talk about your career in hijau in 33.3 later on but right now I want to focus on you first we're going to narrow down to blink okay okay I want to know what were you like growing up like the hoyin before hoyin became blink okay you know um well we started right before the show you said uh, I was kind of calm Mm-hmm. I, I, a lot of people think so too mm-hmm. then they see me on stage and yeah. I'm this like monster <laughs> like animated mm. I'm like that I think mm-hmm. but I think as growing up I kind of like uh, became more composed yeah. uh, just due to you know experience age and uh, trying to control my emotions mm. I think uh, growing up uh, I get angry very easily yeah uh, people don't see that because mm-hmm. I'm completely different now. I, I think I learned through books and life experiences, mm-hmm. but I get angry very easily. Um, but I was always that guy, always mm-hmm. uh, full of energy, I think, and mm-hmm. always wanting not to stop. Mm-hmm. I think all this came from basketball and sports. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I think yellow, um, I think that that's that. I, yeah, I, I, yeah I, just, I just love everything. Yeah, mm. cool. I think it's interesting that you said you used to be someone who is angry easily, okay? Because I, I, I cannot see that version of you right now. Like, of course, I mean, we are friends and they, it's always different behind closed doors, mm-hmm. but I just cannot imagine that. Maybe you can just elaborate a little bit about what that was like and what changed you. You talk about experience. Or what were some of the experience that changed you? Okay. Um, angry as in like, not I'm an angry person, you know, yeah. who throw things around and yeah. stuff, but I think I'm a person that reacts very mm, fast. Yeah. I think it's the reaction. Mm-hmm. And actually, fun, funny enough, like I was just thinking about this past two days because, you know, I still feel bad when I react, yeah. um, you know, uh, angry to some of my colleagues mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to work. Yeah. And past two days, I've been thinking. I, I think a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, why do I do that? And I shouldn't do that. But at the end of the day, you know, I have to do that because that's what I want for the team. Yeah. And I realize I react mm-hmm. is during like example, basketball games mm-hmm. or like when I'm DJing or when I'm DJing with someone mm-hmm. and and every time I'm in the zone, mm. actually not when I'm talking to you and yeah. then I'll get angry, but yeah. it's actually when I'm- There's in, always a trigger. Yes, when I'm doing something yeah. that I'm very serious of. Mm-hmm. And I think back and I- I reflect on that and it's actually because I just want to bring a game mm-hmm. to every basketball game or every DJ set that I play. 
So when the partner or teammates, I feel, mm. are not on par with what your expectation yes, is, yes, then I, I I get a little uh, agitated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I'm thinking how, but if I don't, then there's no push. Yeah, yeah. But if I do sometimes I feel bad, you know. But I always apologize, yeah. and they understand me because a lot of my teammates have yeah. been with me for for a long time, yeah. and they know I'm doing it for good. Out of out yeah. of like the the set or the game, yeah. I'm completely not like that. Yeah, you know. But it's just that when I'm in the zone, yeah. I'm like that. I can completely relate to you. In fact, I talked about this in a previous episode, my solo episode, where you know, especially when it comes to leading a team, where there are people involved. And where are their expectations involved? It's really hard to fulfill everyone's expectation. And when you are the leader yourself, it's it's the hardest because how do you where do you draw the line? You you want to be stern, but then you can't hurt people. But sometimes when you are when you're honest, it may hurt people, and that's when things like this happen. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people may not know, but you may already know if you do follow Blink. And if this is your first time getting to know Blink, which I feel is very unlikely, but if this is your first time hearing about Blink, um, of course, he is like one of the most prominent um, DJs in Malaysia. And I want to say the world. I don't no, know. No, no, no. No, no. no. One no, day, no. one day, one day. But like you can see some of the biggest music festival, he will be there. In fact, you've played in Coachella before. Coachella is the only festival that yeah. I don't play because oh. I take it as a holiday. But you did, no? No, I play Tomorrowland, oh, Ultra, Tomorrowland. and all the dance festivals right. around the world. But Coachella was my thing each year that mm -hmm. I take a break. I don't take to breaks. To enjoy people's music instead. Yeah, I don't take breaks. Right. I don't go on holidays at I, all. I see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of the people know. So uh, every year I would take seven days to 10 days off in LA. Right. And I get inspired by Coachella. Yes. This year I'm not going because the lineup is not that strong. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> Oops. Yeah, yeah, but that's where I normally go. Feel free. Time difference is so fast. I don't need to reply. Yeah. You know, so fast. So you can just be away. Yeah. So I think... Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, I got that mixed up. Tomorrowland was the big mm -hmm. one. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people don't know this. Apart from playing music, you also own businesses. And mm -hmm. one of it being 33.3, which is an agency, award-winning agency. You guys mm -hmm. recently won an award last, yeah, last year. year. Um, and also a matcha cafe, mm -hmm. Hijau. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can talk to us about how that came about for you. Mm. Well, I was from art school. Mm. Uh, one of my partners, Edwin, is my uh, college mate. Mm. And Zul has been a longtime friend who is one of the prominent graphic designers in Malaysia. Mm. Um, and we've always been just talking. And I think it, it got to, it was close to COVID uh, where Ed and Zul was leaving their previous job. And so happened, I don't speak to Ed that much. Yeah. It's one of another fate story kind of thing. Um, Zul was like, hey, you know what? Mm, why don't you speak to Ed? It comes to me. Starbucks, when Zook just opened a track, from one conversation, it led on to three-hour conversation. Yeah. And next thing we know, this company came about. And it's mm. called 33.3 because mm -hmm. there's three of us. Mm. So it's 100 divided by three is 33.3. <laughs> there you And go. we always say that 0.01% mm -hmm. is luck. The others is hard work. Wow. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's 33.3. And for Hijau, it was... Um, you know, I've always been a fan of matcha since mm -hmm. going to America. Mm -hmm. There's this brand called uh, Chacha Matcha. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, wow, matcha can be like this. There's different flavors, you know, there's alternative milk in the lattes. So every year I went, I would try. Mm. Then one day I was like, mm, maybe it's time to open one, right? And I was actually having a conversation in Jane's house mm -hmm. and I told her about that. And Jane was like, yo, can I be a part of it? I'm like, yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. Then after that, it came about. And so Hijau is all co-owned by you, Jane. Was That's, it Mandy? Yeah. So Jane then said, hey, we should get Mandy in, you know, then um, yeah. they, they, uh, their side will take care of the creative marketing side. Mm -hmm. And then of course we got the Nico Neko boys yes. who supplies the powder, yeah. but they are actually part of Hijau. A lot of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. And actually I was an avid, super regular customer of Nico. I would be there twice a week mm -hmm. when they had a small store behind my house wow. before they actually branched out. Yeah. So I got to do no I got to know the owners really well. Mm -hmm. And then that's how we got the chemistry right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we got, the, we got the whole thing, operations, creative, and supply. And your role in Hijau is? I take care of the operations. Operations. And 
thinking of the new flavors, yes. working with our supplier, which is my brother-in-law for the pastries, yeah. what come next and the collaborations yeah. together with Jane, that kind of stuff. I love that. And I noticed, you see, like a lot of your, I mean, this just take these two businesses, for, ex- for example, you are working with some of your closest friends. Yeah. And you know what they say, don't ever start a business with your friend. But I believe that also. Okay, so what's your take on that? Like, how do you make that work? Because it can get really complicated. Yeah, so, super yeah. great question, I think. You know, and I, I, I always think about this too. I think, but the difference between um, Hijau 33.3 and the rest of the other businesses mm-hmm. I've had before, mm-hmm. you know, is that me and Ed, Zhu, always talk about it too. I think it's the point of life where you come together mm-hmm. to create this business, you know, um, not to say it won't work as of a very, very young age, but you know, while you mature in your different paths and uh, your different jobs, and then you come together as one, you kind of know what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, sometimes it still doesn't work out 20 years later, maybe money problems, you know, maybe personal problems, all these problems we cannot, um, mm. you know, plan out yeah. or, you know, to avoid if one day it happens, but to avoid is from the start, the get go is to already have that vision goal and kind of know where we are all at in the face of life Mm. and then go forward with it. Mm. Right. Or in each partnership, Mm. what values do you bring to the table? Mm. You know, not just friend, friend talk, Mm. you know, Hey friend, friend, come la, open la, play la. Mm. No, Mm. you know, I don't think it works that way. Mm. I think it really, uh, you have to come to a conversation where, what can you bring to the table yeah, and what honest. can I, you know, cannot just say I've had businesses mm. where five, six people, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Everyone's excited in the start. For but no sure. one's doing the work. But once it happens two, three months later, mm. when there's no fire hype, mm. then the true self comes out and then they just take a step back. They forget about it. You chase things. Then you already know, you mm. know, but yeah. So you work with people that actually can bring like you see Jane and Mandy, they bring the creative strategy, the marketing strategy. Nico boys bring the powder. I'm always there in the shop operating, you know, taking care of the whole crew, mm-hmm. making them as a team. So everyone's playing a different part, you know? Yeah. And then we add Zoo as well. You know, we, we yeah. That's amazing. Cause I think both have its respective successes and it's so inspiring to see, especially for Hijau. Like you guys started in the midst of a pandemic where hundreds and hundreds of businesses are actually closing down. But here you guys are like a mushroom just popping out of nowhere and just blooming and just serving people great matcha. Yeah, but I think that one is also um, timing and luck a little bit. Yeah, I, I would say I, I'm very proud of the product and I think our partners are too. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, some things they always say about timing. Yeah. I think when people shut, and when we opened up, we were fresh and there yeah. were not many fresh things. Not many matcha cafes as well. Matcha actually, cafes yeah. and also like aesthetically fresh. Yes. So I think, and during during that time, MCO lockdown, everyone was on social media. Mm. So every all eyes were on the phone. Yeah. So if a lot of people take pictures, that was already auto-marketing. Yeah. Right? So it went off like that long. I think well, it's timing to... Yeah, I was safe to say, I think Hijau did go viral at some point, yes. Yeah, the yeah. polo bun did. Yeah. So, like, did you come up with the polo bun? So, the back, back Popular end, polo bun. The like, back end yeah. to the uh, polo bun story <laughs> is, it was not supposed to be a matcha polo bun. Okay. It was actually during lockdown. My brother-in-law, which is um, one of the best chefs in the world, I feel, um, he, <laughs> yeah, he can do uh, from Chinese to Western and yeah. baking anything you want in the world yeah. so I travel the world yeah. taste come back tell him and he creates it amazing so yes it's, it's just amazing so what happened was during lockdown we were like hey why don't try to do poloban okay just a regular regular basic poloban yes, okay the yellow one and he started baking because everyone was locked down right and it was amazing <laughs> like amazing so after that we just kept it mm. no story about matcha then when the matcha idea came about then I said why don't we try putting matcha? Then boom, then that's it. But we didn't expect it to go viral. Yeah. It was supposed to be secondary. It, yeah. Pastries were supposed to be always secondary to yeah. the store. But when we let go, it went viral. Yeah. We were selling out in two minutes every day. Yeah, I remember. Mm. Like I want to go and then it's gone. Yeah, 12 uh, o'clock on, yeah. beep it. Boop, 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 boop. 
Two minutes gone. Like, because uh, like you said, we were living on IG stories. Yeah. And I can see like five minutes later, you will post, sorry guys, sold out. I'm like, what? I, I just got on it. What's <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And I would say the hype or at least it lasted quite long, mm. eight to 10 months. Mm. I think that was long. That's amazing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I think when it comes to F&B business, I think everyone knows how difficult it is to start it and to maintain it. 100%. Um, especially F&B, I would say. Um, hearing from my friends' stories, you know, the struggles and everything. Um, but I want to say like, what is the secret? I mean, I know magicians don't tell their secret, but like, what is the secret and what is the formula to Hijal's success today? I don't think there's a formula. I think we're still evolving and struggling mm -hmm. and thriving at the same time, mm. you know, because, you know, uh, times have changed. Yeah. You know, I think everyone sees it uh, when we were booming or cafes were booming in general. Yeah. You know, I think uh, people were scared to go to the malls. There were no nightclubs. There were no bars. So cafes were all your social gathering spots, mm -hmm. right? But when travel opened up as well, yeah. I think um, times have changed now. Yeah. So we could see majority of the places slightly dropped so in terms of sales. Yeah. So now it's new times again. Mm. So how do we uh, really evolve from here mm -hmm. is another story. Yeah. So I, I would say there's no, there's never a formula. Yeah. Because times are changing so fast, just like music. Yeah. Just like anything. Yeah. If we don't evolve, we become like Nokia. I agree. I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's MotionLabMY. And speaking of evolving, I think your music has evolved oh. and has really also changed people's lives. I think we see that on all your stories. And uh, I want to talk about your music right now. Yeah, okay. How do you keep up with the trend? Because, I mean, no offense to the people out there, but like there are a lot of DJs out there and it's not easy to stand out. Would you agree? Definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. and you managed to do that year after year after year after year, kind of like holding your spot for, for, for all these years. I don't know. How I, do you I, do I, it? I, I don't want to say that I'm holding the spot. You know, I, I, don't, I say I, one, I say <laughs> one, it's okay. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I just, I'm just doing it because I love, I think I love it. And I think people see it, mm. you know, um, and I always promote this is that I stay in my own lane, you know, yeah. Um, a lot of the young guys come, hey, have you heard about this DJ? And hey, mm. have you heard about that DJ? I mean, in Malaysia. And I say, no, you know, and I say, it's not that I want to be arrogant or ignorant about it, mm -hmm. but it's just that I don't have time mm -hmm. and I'm always concentrating on my own lane mm -hmm. and how I evolve as a DJ, as an, an artist, you know, mm -hmm. if they come around my radar, mm -hmm. you know, like some of the ones that's in Spark now, which, um, you know, I'm hitting, yeah. then they're in my, in my uh, radar. They're yeah. great. There's yeah. a lot of great young DJs and, uh, and still coming up too, yeah. but it's just that it's not, I, I, it's not that I don't want to care about them or know about them, yeah. but there's just so much that we need to care for ourselves that yeah. we need to focus. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't want to be in any spot. Yeah. I just want to stay in yeah. my own yeah. blink realm or like, and, and just focus on myself, yeah. you know? But how do you, how do I evolve? Yeah. Is that I never like to stay the same. I love that. Yeah. So um, it's not that I follow trends, mm -hmm. you know, of course trends is important, mm -hmm. but how do you take trends to adapt it into your style? Mm -hmm. I've never jumped on a bandwagon. I think, mm -hmm. you know, um, when Hardstyle was massive four years ago, yeah. I touched on it, yeah. but I never was a Hardstyle DJ. Mm -hmm. Trance was big for a very long time recently. Mm -hmm. I don't touch trance, mm -hmm. but I respect my, my boys that mm -hmm. plays it. And I love the DJs that play it. You know, but wherever I see the trend is, how I can adapt it to my style, I do it. Mm. Mm. A, a question just popped to mind and it's something that um, I've heard people say. Um, with so many young creators out there, like young DJs up and coming, and then sometimes you see some that barely do anything on the deck. Like they say, okay. are they actually playing? 
Okay. Like what as an actual professional DJ, what do you have to say about that? Is there is there one of the methods or they I, I don't know. Cause I, I'm not a DJ, so I don't okay. I mean, of course I've seen you play and you're actually super busy on the deck. You're doing work. But I've seen some DJs. We've all seen some DJs where they don't. Okay. But music are still playing. So so what, what was that? Like? Uh <laughs> I, I think that I think most DJs that's uh that that shows yeah. they play now. Um, but you know it's it's very open and uh, to be honest yeah. I'm very open to all DJs uh-huh. I, I'm not the kind of like a purist yeah. and I've never been yeah. you know that's why I, I say also I stay in my same lane um, I've always been a guy that mix around with all genre DJs mm. uh, I know the hip hop guys very well mm. I know the super underground guys very well mm-hmm. and all right yeah. and I'm also okay with the content creator DJs. Oh. I think that's- They call it content creator DJs? I call them that. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I feel that they pop up because of social media. Yes. Right? And um, you know, so, and I feel they are, they are crafting mm-hmm. a certain type of art, mm-hmm. which is relevant to, to the audience. young age and uh, the young age audience for them. They may not go to clubs. Mm-hmm. So if that works for them, that works for them. True. So for me, it's like, they're just crafting their own thing. Mm. So I'm I'm not the purist that say, ha, ah, they're not DJing. Mm. Because every time, every few years, I think technology changes too. Yes. Even my time, even if I play USB or if I had played CDs or even records, mm-hmm. when I move to CDs, the record guys will say, ah, oh, Blink's playing uh. CDs now. Then I move to USB, right? Then the CD guys will be like, oh, you're using USB, it's easy. I'm right. like, why not? It's just getting like, more convenient yeah. for us DJs. We don't have to like lug a bag. We don't yeah. have to burn CDs. Yeah. We're just on a, on a thumb drive USB, now, right? Yeah. So, but I, I don't have that stuck in a time kind of yes. mentality. So I, I, I got nothing to say about them. I, yeah. I just hope that more of them come up. Nice, nice. I like yeah. that. I think it's a very refreshing take. And also I think for, for us who are not DJs, we actually don't know I mean, we, we hear the music and sometimes we are just curious, are they actually playing? So like you said, they actually are. It's just a different type of technology that's assisting them to produce the music. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, there's also the influencer DJs that they call. Uh, um, those maybe some start because they use it as content. I talk right. to a lot of the DJs, DJs that don't agree with them uh-huh. and they feel that they are influencers that are using DJ as content. Right. But for me, it's like, why not? Too? Why not? Right? I mean, it's another form. Uh, yeah. Like for me, I'm a DJ, mm-hmm. but I do beauty review products as my content, right? Yeah, for my yeah. what's good. Maybe a beauty influencer might say, what is Blink doing, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're not doing that. So yeah. why us DJs saying the other way around? Yeah. So that's my take, you know? Yeah. So I'm very open uh, to all this. Yeah, and I... Mm. I guess just like in every other industry, there's always enough space for everyone to grow. La. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I think um, you had a DJ duo group. Do you call it DJ duo group? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I knew you from D- uh, Goldfish and Blink. Okay. I've seen you guys play. And then there's Lapsup as well. That's right. Can you talk to us about both of your collaborations? Is, is there any other collaborations out there? Let like DJ duo? <laughs> uh... No. Just these two? Yeah. That you steal some... Uh, goldfish and bling no more already. Well, there's, we never disbanded. Actually, what happened? If you could share a little. I mean, he, he's married with kid. Right, okay. And four years ago, he left Zook, right, Alvin? So um, I think, yeah, just... Uh, different I think path. Different paths mm-hmm. in life, you know. Uh, I think he started way more businesses than me right. then. Yeah. You know, so and I'm still focusing on the music. Okay. You know, I think I think he's he's been putting out music. I th- I think he just put out one with Miss Pui, right? Mm. Um, r- right last year or something. Yeah. So uh, I mean, he's doing his own thing right now. Right. Uh, but for Laps Up, um, it's the same. You know, we were dormant for a while. But what happened was, I think it was good vibes where they brought in Boiler Room, yeah, which was one of our biggest shows uh, to date. Mm. Um. You know, Boiler Room was an international brand that was like championing underground sound mm. and they invited us to play. So Sue and myself as Laps Up played at Good Vibes, 5,000 over people showed up and it was mad. So another audience was like, oh, what's this Laps Up? Mm. Where we were actually there for a while already, but yeah. we're just dormant. So yeah. now we're active again, we, but we only do like, uh, pri- like not private Actually. events, but our events yeah. ourselves. Yeah. We don't really play in club because the music we play is yeah. a little bit more underground. La. Right, okay. Yeah, okay. so that's Laps Up. Yeah. And Laps Up is long history as well. It started off private parties, very fashion. That time was skinny jeans, neon clothes. <laughs> People would come like full makeup, yeah. um, you know, like 
Eaton and the yes. gang, the stylist gang, they would come like pretty much topless, painted in gold. Oh my God. Like kid comes in like Super l- lion mask and stuff like, <laughs> like it was really like yeah. fashion. Yeah. And then from fashion, a lot of like blogs took pictures. It blew up from 60 to 300, 300, 500, 100, 1,000. And then it became a thousand, 2,000 until like about 2,005 capacity yeah. parties. Yeah. yeah. Then, you know, then trends of course change. Yes. Then of course that changed. And then for a few years later, then uh, Goldfish and Bling came about, but me and Alvin have been. Also, oh, Lapsup came first. Definitely. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I I, I DJed alone. Then Lapsup came about. Ah. Then GMB came about because uh, we were watching uh, Miami conference videos. That's like before Ultra Miami was like yeah. known to worldwide. So that's when Swedish House Mafia was born. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, what's this? What's, what kind of music is this? We should do this. Mm. Then we came up with a night law at yeah. Zoo. And then that's how GMB was formed. We made music got signed to international labels, played most of the international festivals together. And that's another phase of, yeah. and then now it's like this Blink 3.0 or Blink 5.0 <laughs> version, you know? I love that. Yeah. Uh, I also remember, was it during pandemic um, that you had a song with Daphne? Or was yeah. it before? That was uh, two years ago. Two years? Oh, it's quite recent. No, all the singing stuff is quite, recent. Right, mm. right, right. So tell us about that song. Like, how did that come about with, of all people? With that? Who, who, who reached out to who first? Or was it like a friend conversation? Like, let's do it. It was a friend conversation because I think that during that time, if you notice, I think a lot of people don't notice out there. Most of my pop songs, which is four of them, I think, mm-hmm. all of the song titles have a number inside. Right, it was first one was together, which mm-hmm. is two. Okay, and then after that was your number, mm-hmm. which is a four. Mm-hmm. And then after that was no, your number was a three, and then satellite was a four, mm-hmm. and then close to a nine was a nine. Yeah. So I was actually thinking of putting out an album. Oh. That and every song title with a number with a number, and then the title of the album mm-hmm. was actually going to be called Blink with the I being one. One. Oh. Yeah. So I mean it might come out next time, you know, and I just kind of make it as like a discography kind of like album. But right now, the another path has like come Take up in. again. Yeah, so yeah. how did it come about? I mean, you know, me and them, we go quite a go way back, right? Yeah. Jane Ash, Hunting yeah. and all. So it just came up as a conversation. I love that. And uh, of course, you... Um, have played in some of the music, biggest music festivals, like I said, Tomorrowland and all that. Um, which was the most memorable? Okay. Tell me, story, yeah? My story, me, yeah? <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot that's memorable. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, everyone looks at the Tomorrowland Belgium as the one because to, to Malaysians, and when the videos of all Tomorrowland festivals went viral, that is the place to be, right, for dance music. Yeah. So when we got to play it in 2017, it was massive la, for us, obviously, in our portfolio. But, you know, I wouldn't say it's the craziest show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's so many. Ultra Japan was one of our favorites yeah. because it was so early. We mm-hmm. were shocked that we were like, are you serious? We're going to get a lunchtime set, Yeah, right? But Japan always closes early for the festivals. We got there. It was three quarter full. Wow. It was 1 p.m. Huh. Yeah, 1 p.m. The wow. energy was high. It yeah. was like 9 p.m. vibes. They were like, wow. they were roaring, raging on every drop. And then like backstage, like had omakase uh, coupons <laughs> no for way. the artists. Okay, yeah. I thought like the omakase in the backstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, backstage, backstage. Huh? Yeah, backstage. I thought you said voucher. No, they no, are actually having it's a omakase. voucher. Oh. And then you take each artist has the <gasps> voucher and you go into this <gasps> hut and it's an omakase station. So Ultra Japan was like, it's the- That's mad. It's mad. It's like the best organized festival we've ever played. Wow. Everything was on time. What was the weather like? It just Perfect, like chilly oh, kind. It's the best. And it's like sunlight. Yeah. It was just, yeah, extraordinary. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, so Ultra Japan was, I would say, one of the most um, memorable one in terms of experience yeah. and like, uh, wow. But, you know, nevertheless I, I mean it's, I'm just very blessed la, and I hope it continues you know yeah. um, I think it's God doings you know mm-hmm. uh, last year was one of my craziest years la, to be honest I think we could see that like yeah, how you yeah. just 
it, your schedule, I feel like I couldn't breathe just looking at your schedule. We bumped into each other in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, you played a show there. Was w- it something? No, was it JB? Then I, we went you, to Singapore, Singapore yeah, just yeah. for a day, right? So random. Like, guys, it's hilarious, this story. Joseph and I were waiting for our friend, um, Constance. Uh, I don't know if you know Constance. She played no. Crazy Rich Asian, one of the... Oh, Constance, that girl? Yeah, oh, that okay, girl, okay, yeah. Okay. So we were waiting for Constance to arrive. Okay. In Singapore. I have not many friends in Singapore. And then someone... <laughs> called Maggie. And I'm like, wait, who can't be constant? It's a guy's voice. <laughs> then I look across the street. It was Blink and Chris. Chris Chu, of course, yeah. like the guy who takes all the amazing videos that he posts on and very, very talented guy as well. And I'm like, wait, what? What are you doing here? And then we ended up having um, beef lunch. lunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool. So yeah, like I said, your schedule last year was insane. Yeah, it's not only the schedule. I think the audience. Yeah. Coming um, back. It's not coming back. No. The surprising thing is mm-hmm. a lot who said want want who wanted to come back, mm-hmm. they came back for like one or two shows. But it's this whole new audience right now. Yeah. You know, it's like this new post-COVID. And I feel like that's why I'm so excited again. It feels like day one oh. completely again last year. I love that. Mm, like music. Yeah. The the shows. Yeah. I had some of my best shows ever last year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just really, I'm very grateful for yeah. 2022, yeah. Um, I have seen you play, obviously, in some of even our private shows um, where there's only less than 100 people. You could still bring the energy up. That's, I, I want to know where the energy is from because I know you are already so tired from your back-to-back. But when you're on stage, it's almost like you're in trance, like I said. You know, like it's, you just become... So how, where, like what? <laughs> I don't know. Like I always tell people, you know, dig deeper, you know, during the powerhouse, like, you know, spin <laughs> sessions. What would you say? Tell me. What was um, no, but I think it's uh, different when you're on stage. Yeah. So yeah. it's like when I'm on the powerhouse bike too, mm. like even on a tiring day, I say I'm tired, but once I'm on the bike or the stage, I just go into this zone. Mm. Then after that, of course I'm tired, but during... I'm not, I just don't know where it comes from. Everyone's like, where does the energy come from? I really don't know. Maybe it's really when they say pure passion, maybe that's that, you know, yeah. like the passion really drives you. Yeah. I really love what I do, you know, and I, not many people can say that, right? Yeah. So, and because I get to do it, I I, I don't take it for granted. La. For sure, never, right? Yeah. And speaking of powerhouse, you're also a spin instructor. <laughs> yeah. Like, Y'all, I, I mean, I, I'm a fitness coach myself, okay? I, I, are you guys already tired just talk, like listening to all my questions? Because there's just so many things that this guy is doing, right? Um, like, I am a fitness instructor and I know the intensity that happens in the spin room. It's the next level. I feel like I will punch it halfway, but you, you do a spin class right after or before your show. How? Like, yeah. How did that come about before we even get there? How did that come about? I remember it was during the pandemic as well. Yeah, because, you know, I waited, waited. Hanbin was like, you know. Waited for what? Waited, okay, 2020 it happened, March, mm-hmm. April. Mm-hmm. And then boom, we never knew it was going to be for two years. Yeah, no, clubs, one knew. no one knew, right? So um, during then, Hanbin was already saying, hey, why don't you try becoming an instructor? You love spin so much. I'm like, yeah, why not? Then I went to training one day. I'm like, mm, no, nah, this is not for me. Because mm. I thought maybe if club opens, then, you know, I just want to enjoy riding. Then a month, another two, another three. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't think it's going to open so soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. So then I'm like, okay, let's give this a go. And I started. Lo. And to be honest, I'll be very transparent. La. That year was one of the toughest years for me, la, you know. Which year? 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it doesn't seem like you're on social media, mm. you know, but as I always say, you know, I don't have a close friends list. Why? Mm. Because I'd rather tell my close friends my real stuff. Mm. So I never post about anything on the close friends list because I don't have one. Yeah. You know, everything that I want to post is what I want to post and I can share the public, right? Because close friends, they're supposed to be spoken, right? Yeah. That, that's me. La. Yeah. So um, I, I never share anything that's, uh, you know, I, sometimes I share when I'm down, but mm-hmm. uh, I believe that because I, I read a lot is that every every negative thing you put out in this, this world, mm. it comes back, mm. you know? So I try not to put it out. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I believe it. So the more positivity you put out there, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to attract. Mm. You know, every time you complain out, mm. that's negativity put out. Mm. 
You know, if you don't like it, don't go there again. You don't like it, don't eat it again. You know, you don't have to keep ranting and complaining about it. It doesn't help, mm. right? That's my thoughts. Yeah, not for everyone, lah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to 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 to, to one of my worst years. I mean, I broke up right um, mm. in the middle of training. <gasps> yeah, it was super intense. Uh, the training was intense. Uh, broke up. Hijab was gonna open one week later. Yeah. So. <gasps> Yeah, and then Hard. you know anticipation of business, and yeah, you know I've been, I mean, most of you know who I went out with, so uh, you know, and it was for a while, right? Yeah. So and uh, the circles, small. That's my circle. Yeah. Right. So what was I gonna do? That yeah. I own the business with Jane. Yeah. So so it was like, oh man, you know. So in that position, it was really difficult. Yeah. So yeah, but I I, I I'm I'm very happy I. I weathered through it, yeah, and uh, I didn't quit because if I quit the training, which I nearly did, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been like this today. Yeah. So so amazing, yeah, amazing. It was a very hard year. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting us know as well. And I think today we can see that you guys are still great friends. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are very close friends. Yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I spoke this morning. You guys play so. together at shows as well. Yeah, we play together at shows. We still ask each other opinions on like some fashion stuff. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we are, we are still very close friends. Like. Are you always in touch with your exes? Are you the kind of person? Uh, if you, we don't have to get there. To be honest, yeah. no. I mean, my fr I, I don't have many girlfriends, to be honest. Mm. Because all my relationships were really long. Yeah. Um, no, my first love, mm. she's married. Once in a while we talk, like, yeah. but she was kid with kids. But other than that, no. No. Like, yeah, but with... I mean, with Ash is different, like mm. you know, um, we're in the same circle. I always see her. Mm. I mean, obviously, it was a bit awkward in the first few months, first year. Yeah, but I think that's past, and uh, I think, um, yeah, we're just great friends, lah. Amazing. I think, um, yeah, I love that. I love that. And uh, I think we have covered quite a bit of our questions, and I would just right now. If you allow me, I have some spicy questions that Bella prepared. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's spicy enough for you. I feel like it's quite mild, la, Ken. La. Let's keep it mild. Since, Let's keep it mild. Since we're already talking about relationship, the first one is, with how busy you are, would you would you say you would choose career over love? Are you that kind of person? I mean, I think of that. I still think of that, yeah. you know, because I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not seeing anyone at all. Mm -hmm. um, is that sometimes I think, do I even have time, la? For yeah. a relationship, and if I get if I get a girlfriend, I definitely want to spend time with her, um, you know, and do things. But yeah. how, you know, what's the balance? Uh, what is the balance? Yeah. I really I don't know. Or am I going to be so lucky that I find this partner that allows me to be me while working it together? You know, but obviously life is not so simple. Mm -hmm. So I think about all this. Okay. I like that answer because it's different for everyone. Um, <laughs> this next one. And Bella, not that spicy. La. I think this one quite vanilla. I can la, I can la. But I like to ask. I will just ask anyway. Low maintenance relationships, do you think they exist? Yeah, I think so. How does that look like for you? I mean, w what is high and what is low? I think everyone also has a different threshold, you know? For you? For me, but you know, I'm not going to say much, la, but to be honest, I'm going to give props to Ash now. Ash, better thank me uh, if you're watching this podcast. But, you know, I think Ash was super simple. Mm. Um, she didn't, she didn't like pester to buy any luxury goods. Mm. Um, no, nothing. We just love the same food. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't even think, yeah, I think. There is such thing. La, you yeah, know? low maintenance relationships. Yeah. Just simple, everyday things. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there'll be occasions mm -hmm. that you want to celebrate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you buy things. But I don't think it was constant. Mm -hmm. And I think it it definitely exists. Yeah, I think it's your personality mm -hmm. that kind of attracts yeah. that kind of type of people as well. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Last one. What was the most spicy, insane things that you have seen in the crowd or behind the scenes or oh. backstage at 
any of your gigs. Oh, no, no. I, that's way too spicy to be on TV or anything. <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> or, or podcast. Or <laughs> any milder ones to share? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> milder ones? Uh, mm, let me see how they're like. I mean, I've, yeah. I've, Stuff happening. Uh. Yeah, but it's not like... I feel in recent times, uh-huh. it's much lesser okay. just due to social media. Can mm, story... Correct, correct. Back at... Back yeah, then. back in the days, Instagram was not so big yet. Mm, when yeah, Facebook yeah. and Friendster, yeah, right? Yeah. So you, wow. you, only, you only post pictures. Correct. You don't... There's no you, live videos There's as no well. live videos and there's no like uh, immediate reaction yeah. videos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, I feel I'm quite happy that I got to live through that phase too yeah. because things were a bit more mysterious back then. I'm not saying it's not dope now. It's super yeah, dope. You get yeah. to experience and see everything that's going on around mm, the world. Mm. But there's no, not much mystery anymore. Yeah. You know, back then it's like, you don't know until you are there. Wow. Now you I know? want to go back in time a little bit and see what for some Yeah, things. you know, so, um, the yeah. spicy. No, I think it's... it's, it's, to, it's yeah. And not safe for work. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. NSFW, okay? All right. Um, with that... We always end our episode okay. with three questions. Not spicy, don't worry. Okay. It's a no simple problem. question. I sent it to you yesterday, but since you say you just skimmed through, it's okay. Uh, let's answer it on the spot. Let's okay? go. What are you currently head over heels for? Uh, head over heels. Ooh, what am I? What do you love currently? Like, hmm, is she? Everything? No. Uh, <laughs> what? Are, oh, let me think. Take your time, take your time. I, this is a reflection question. Yeah, nothing, man. Let me see. <laughs> nothing? Yeah, wait. Got la, got la. I would expect everything, but nothing. Yeah, why there? There's nothing about. Um, okay. I'm head over heels. I'm actually fixated in learning Chinese right oh now. Oh my god! Yeah. I just started my first class. Yeah. We, we, we actually go to the same teacher, by the way. That's right. So uh, that's what I'm fixated about. But I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, I think she did tell me that your base is Cantonese. Yeah, my base is Cantonese, but you know, I'm- To translate I'm, it to yeah, Mandarin. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm slowly <laughs> learning. Like yesterday, I learned how to like wish people happy Chinese New Year. So what's that? Um, Juni. Ah, yeah, Sinian Kwaila. You're so shy, I love it. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, if we get you on again uh, in the next season, then we'll start speaking a bit of Mandarin. Okay? Yeah, cool. You know, um, <laughs> And but when I said it out, like I was really shy about it, but uh, all the following said uh, I did a really good job. I think, yeah, I think yeah. your followers were super supportive. That's so good. They are amazing. You know, I just want to shout out to them. Like they're the ones that gave me the courage to do this. Yeah. They laugh about it, but at the end, the same time, I think they're enjoying the process. They're laughing because it's fun. Yeah. Um, not because they're trying to like yeah, mock me. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So I'm I'm totally fine with them laughing. Yeah, and, people uh, still laugh laugh at my Mandarin too. So yeah. I'm just like, so, but I think it's. Is going okay after second Amazing. class, you know. So. Yeah, I look forward to to speaking to you in Mandarin. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah. order hijau in Mandarin. Okay. <laughs> okay. Second question. Um, can have a t- some time to think about this if you want. Uh, what's the best or worst advice you've ever received? You can pick one, or you can give me both. Okay. Actually, I, I've got the worst one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, man, how this worked out. You know this guy, I'm not going to name names. He's actually my close friend. Okay. I mean, if he watches this podcast, maybe <laughs> he knows it's him. But um, but I would like to say this to everybody in general, like even the ones behind the computer or like watching, you know, the show, that I think advice from anyone, you should take it and really think before you act on it because... I think at the end of the day, you know what's best for yourself. You know, this guy, he's very wise. He's amazing in terms of what he does. Super responsible, you know, grade A guy, right? Mm. But he told me during a time, this was uh, four or five years ago, Zook was going to offer me or was going to offer me uh, uh, actually a bigger 
potential position, mm. right? And he kept on telling me, take it. Kept on? Yeah, he said, not, not well, he said, you mm. should do it. Mm. How long you want a DJ for? <gasps> right? Mm. He said, take it. You know, sustainability, you know, and you can do this because you're good at it, right? How long you want a DJ for? Mm. Right? So I took a step back. Um, I thought, mm, maybe nah. You know, maybe operation stuff is not really for me mm. or, you know, like uh, paperwork is not really for me. Mm. And because during that time, four, five years ago, it was yeah. also the time where I hit the ceiling and I'm thinking, you know, yeah. what should I do next, right? Yeah. And thank God I didn't do it. Yeah. You know, because until today, I'll tell you, if I could, I want to DJ for another 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, with the new following, so much encouragement and see how I felt or made people feel last year with the music I played, mm. I feel good, mm. you know, every time I'm DJing because it's not only for me, but I'm making people feel good, yeah. you know? So I want to do this for as long as I can. Mm. So if I listen to that advice, which was actually good advice, mm -hmm. you know, but it was the worst advice for me. Mm. You know, it's not bad, but yeah. It, yeah. yeah. So, so that's my first advice. Which is true, actually. Sometimes a good advice for one person would not be a good advice for the other. So yeah, never really thought about it that way. Thank you. One last one. Three words or sentences to describe your life right now. Three words. Or, or sentences. Or a sentence. I'm, you know, I, I think a lot about like the deep stuff, you know, yeah. how everything's come along, but I don't, I've no, never thought about my life right now. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm just, I always say, you know, I'm, um, I'm really grateful for everything that's happened, bad, good. Mm. You know, it's uh, only because of the bad, that's why it's good now. Mm. And um, because of the bad, I learned so much, you mm. know. I never take the bad as bad. It's mm. always like lessons, you know, for me. But yeah, I just, I just want to thank everyone who has supported me and still support me, that's all. I love that. And with that, we wrap up this episode. And um, is there anything that you want to say that I didn't manage to ask? Like, a final word to your followers, your new followers, your f fan of your music. No, I, I just hope, you know, um, like Jackie Cheung, when I'm 65 years old, I still get to like perform in Axada for all of you. I hope you're there with me. We'll be there, okay? I'll be at the front seat or front row, okay? <laughs> but yes, um, with that, we end this episode with what I always say. Don't forget to fall head over heels for yourself first and always. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye. I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple, to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's MotionLabMY.